Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Whitney McDonald and I'm the editor of Bank Automation News. Today is October 3rd, 2023. Joining me to discuss Grasshopper's latest innovation to launch Accelerator Checking is Chief Digital Officer at the bank, Chris Tremont. Throughout his career, he spent time at Radius Bank and KeyBank before joining Grasshopper in 2021. He's also been a speaker at past bank automation summits about his efforts at Grasshopper. Chris, thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Chris Tremont, Chief Digital Officer for Grasshopper Bank. I joined the company about two years ago. Prior to that, I served in a similar capacity for 12 or 13 years at Radius Bank based out in Boston. Um, A little bit about Grasshopper Bank. We're a digital-only bank headquartered in New York that's focused on serving the business and innovation economy. And we do that um, 100% digitally across the United States. And we do it through a combination of really solid product, digital resources, and really passionate people too. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us for The Buzz. I'd like to get right into your latest innovation that you've been working on at Grasshopper called the Accelerator Checking. Can you talk me through what you guys are solving for and what you're announcing? Sure. We're really excited about this. And I think as as maybe a segue, talk a little bit about where we've come over the last couple of years. Um, So Grasshopper itself was founded in 2019. So still young by banking terms, only about four years old. A number of new folks joined the company about two years ago, and we kept the mission intact. And the mission of the company is to serve the the business and innovation economy. And the way that started with me was really working with venture capital firms, private equity firms, and the companies that they invest in. And, And so we kept that mission intact, but we kind of broadened the vision of who we're serving. So we're still working with that line of business with the, within the venture fund world, um, but we've layered in a couple of other areas that includes some new lending products like working in the SBA and commercial real estate space, as well as on the deposit gathering side, working with fintechs through banking as a service, and a little bit more directly with small and medium-sized businesses, so SMBs. And so we've spent really like the last 18 months or so layering in those new components. And as you can imagine, um, part of that was um, building out a new team as well as new technology um, infrastructure. And so where we started um, on the deposit gathering side was really working with within the small business community and launching a, a digital checking account product for them. We've seen a lot of good success over the last 14 or 15 months since that's been launched. And now today, we're really excited for sort of the next iteration or the next segment that we're going deeper into serving, leveraging our digital technology, and that's working more with venture-backed startups. And so the product itself, we're calling the accelerator checking, but um, from a macro view, it's much broader than that, than just an operating account. But starting there, it's really um, focused on the the small business or the venture startups needs of um, a really useful product for managing their day-to-day cash flow, money in, money out. So it starts with the product on the deposit side and, and making it really useful um, for the startup to manage their day-to-day business. 
I think taking another step back, what we did was we said we got to make it really easy to get the account open. So you can apply for the account digitally from any device and get an account approved and funded in under 10 minutes. So we think that's um, a really nice feature of the product. Um, the product itself, like I mentioned, has a lot of useful features and integrations from um, a money movement standpoint, as you would imagine, um, wires and ACH, things like that, sort of some table stakes products. But then we also have integrations with companies like AutoBooks for um, digital payables and receivables, which we think is a really powerful tool. We work with a company called MX to allow for some better budgeting and cash flow management tools. So just to give a flavor of like what's inside that digital banking product. Coupled with um, this kind of what we call a marketplace or an ecosystem. So what we believe is Grasshopper is really great at providing a solid digital banking experience and a really good operating and payment account. But there's more to a startup's financial needs than just that. And so we've layered in some best of breed um, called financial technology players um, to help surround our offering and make it stronger. And so some of the things that we'll roll out over time starting um, this week include access to things like venture debt, um, corporate credit cards. We have a partnership with Ramp doing that. Startup insurance is important. So that's going to be in there. And then just through our work with, with our various teams in the venture and the fintech space, we have a lot of connections into the VC community that are always looking to meet new startups from an investment standpoint. So we're going to start to kind of cultivate our network and make referrals on either end, right? With, with the startup that might be looking for funding, we're gonna make those intros to some uh, friends of ours on, on the VC side. Speaking of getting into that network and um, gaining those deposits, can you maybe talk through the, the gap that you're able to fill here? Of course, we know that everything happened in the spring and startups are looking to um, kind of change where they're, where they're banking. Yeah, it certainly has been an interesting six or seven months, I suppose, in, in the banking industry for sure. And so for us, it, the, the timing is, is unique in that it's twofold. One is, yes, we've seen some of the financial services providers that have worked with the startup community for many years. Some of them are now gone, right? Or they've been absorbed into larger organizations and we'll see where, where that strategy goes for those companies down the road. So there is a bit of a, a gap, certainly, that's opened up for, um, for the startup community. At the same time, I would say, uh, to a previous comment, Grasshopper was, was founded this way to be working in the venture community and to be working with startups. So it's not a brand new segment for us. I would say, though, that maybe the narrative has changed over the last six months since the banking crisis happened, where Maybe the way we went at it at the beginning was it was more about leading with the loan or the, the lending or the debt solution. And venture debt can be hard. Like we've, we've learned that or we knew it, but like we've seen, seen this play out over the last few months. And, and so not every bank is able to do it. And there just aren't that many places for a startup to go to find it. 
And so that's kind of maybe where we started. And now the narrative has changed a little bit more around every startup needs a good depository solution and a place for managing their money and their, their payment infrastructure and things like that. And so I think like the macro level, you know, the industry changes have caused a gap. And at the same time, internally for us, we've kind of repositioned our offering to be lead with the depository relationship versus the loan and have taken the, the time over the last 12 plus months to rebuild our technology infrastructure to better support this client base. And so that's why we're coming out now um, to say we're sort of, you know, with a new product and serving this market, though it's not brand new to us, but there's certainly a need for it and an opportunity and something that we've been working on for many months, kind of behind the scenes anyways. And so it's coming together, we believe, at a nice time to be serving this market. Now, as you've kind of shifted that approach to gaining deposits and worked through this product, is this something that you something you guys have built in-house or partnered um, on building the technology itself, or is this something that was all a grasshopper initiative? Yeah, we're inside the company. We're huge believers. If you think about a lot of times companies look at the buy, build, or partnership models, and we are strong believers in the partnership model. And so um, helping to build out our technology infrastructure, we consider um, a lot of the financial technology firms that we work with as partners of ours. And so we have a really, um, a really smart and dedicated and innovative product and data and engineering team inside the company that are kind of leading the strategy and helping to execute the vision. And then we've partnered with some best of breed partners or companies out there to make this happen. And so to elaborate on that a little bit, like I mentioned earlier, we can open a startup depository account in 10 minutes or less without any paper, fully digital. Well, to be able to do that, it takes our team, but we also partner with a company called Mantle for the account opening. Behind the scenes, we work with a company called Alloy for the decisioning on the consumer and the business itself and some other you know, players that, that funnel into the Alloy ecosystem to help make that approval decision. Um, once the account's opened, we use a company called NARMI for the, the online and mobile banking user interface. Um, they help power that. And so that's just a few examples of sort of this partnership model that we've used to build the technology to provide a really great digital banking experience for startups. Great. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those names that you just mentioned are something that that we've definitely covered in the past. Um, Ramp and Mantle stand out for sure. Um, as you kind of launch this accelerator checking, you talk through kind of taking this different approach into gaining deposits, kind of from a broader, bigger picture point of view, maybe we could just talk through the importance of financial institutions gaining new deposits, looking for those new avenues to gain deposits and gain strength, getting those sticky deposits. Maybe you could just talk through the importance of that that our audience could take away. Yeah, that's a, a great question and a great maybe issue or topic that was highlighted back in March as, as we went through some of those issues. Um, 
I think one topic it highlights is the importance of diversification in in sort of how you're building out your balance sheet, whether it's loans, we're talking about deposits today, so we can focus on that, but being diverse in, or not single-threaded or monoline in terms of who you serve, I believe is important. Um, you know, every bank has a different strategy, but having some diversification there is something we as a company have always believed strongly in. So I think serving a wider audience is, is important. Um, the second is you think about how rates have changed over the last 12 to 18 months, and certainly we could talk about maybe where we think they're going over the next 12 to 18 months as well, but um, at a much more elevated level now in September of 23 than where we were in February of 22, and I said this to folks along the way is, you know, for a while it was like, Deposit gathering wasn't always this easy. You know, we had this time period where rates were low and deposits were flown into banks and they were sticking around and and it, we knew it wasn't going to be that way all the time. And so I think outside of the diversification of the client base, having a strategy that's a, probably a little bit less reliant on rate, though rate is important and is a larger part of the conversation but really driven by relationship. And I, that's easy to say, but what I mean by that is sort of the, you know, when you get into serving different client segments and what they're looking for, some are less, you know, rate dependent um, or rate demanding and will move less, you know, when, when rates change or they're chasing, chasing rate. And so I do think having a strategy that is, where you step back and say, I'm going to skate to where the puck is going in terms of serving growing client bases. Um, in our case, we've said, how do they want to interact with us? And we've said, digitally is, is the place we want to be. So like, how are you acquiring these customers? The products that you're putting out there where rate is a component, but more about the relationship and helping, in our case, let's say it's a business owner or a startup founder, really managing their cash and thinking through, how am I getting paid? How am I paying my vendors? Do I have a banker I can call if I need to? Only if I need to, let's say, you know, the self-service model here. Um, and some other connections too within the industry, whether it be those VC referrals or access to other products. I think the point would be is providing more value than just talking about an interest rate is really important. On that note of kind of some self-service options, how it works, what it presents, could you maybe walk me through how a client or a startup would actually leverage accelerator checking? Sure. I mean, I think it starts with if you're thinking about making a move, the, the ease of getting started with us is unparalleled in the industry to say that you could open an account and be funded in less than 10 minutes, you know, I think is is fairly industry leading. We're not the only ones that can do it, but like to get up and running fast and to not have to walk into a, a bank branch with a lot of paperwork and spend the afternoon trying to get your account open, whether it's a day or weeks, I don't know. Um, so I think 
getting up and running is important. And, and then from there, um, some of the tools that we've set up, like I mentioned, the ability to um, set up invoices to get, send out invoices to get paid or using our bill payment services like wire transfers, ACH, bill pay, to pay vendors, to pay employees if you've got payroll. I mean, you could be up and running doing that in the first day with us. Um, we are layering in some other technology to think about the financing side of things and the debt side of things through some partners as well. So if you're actively seeking venture debt or maybe you're a company, a startup in the e-commerce space, we've got some partnerships in the works that'll help maybe with some financing of receivables to improve cash flow in the short term. Um, so those are a couple of the ways connections into, like we mentioned, ramp, if you're looking for a corporate credit card, um, the connection can be made there quite seamlessly. And actually the ramp transactions appear in the grasshopper experience. So it's kind of this holistic approach. So I think like broadly speaking is like, you can be up and running quickly and you can leverage tools that um, help you operate your business out of the gate right away. Now, I know that you kind of gave a little bit of insight into something that you guys are working on. Anything else Grasshopper has in the pipeline right now, either related to accelerator checking, or is this tool going to be something that you monitor and update often? Just kind of wondering for a little look ahead as to what Grasshopper is working on. Yeah, that's a great question. And so we're really excited to be focused here on this segment of working with, with startups. And we're going to continue to go deeper with the accelerator checking product and the marketplace offerings that we have. So we, we hope to expand that out into services that startups need. This could be you know tax prep and accounting, things like that. So we're going to continue to improve on that experience. But I'd say more broadly is we're a company that serves the business and innovation economy. So startups are one segment of it. Small and medium-sized businesses are another large segment that we love and we've been serving for a while. And there might be a couple other niches that we layer in down the road. But thinking about those two and probably a third would be financial technology or fintech companies are three of the areas that we're working on closely and continue to develop for. So I would call out um, one is we're working on um, our lending solutions in the small and medium sized business space. So that can be on and off balance sheet opportunities. So some referral opportunities or small, medium sized businesses looking for a lending solution for us. We're working on digitizing that process. Um, more to come there probably in the next couple of months. And then um, we continue to be a big proponent of the fintech banking as a service embedded finance space. And so we've been a player in that for the last 12 or 18 months. We continue to um, work with our partner, Treasury Prime in San Francisco, to br bring on quality fintechs that are looking to use our APIs in some really creative and innovative ways in the depository and payment space. So we're going deeper there, getting pushed probably more around real-time payments and FedNow functionality, as you would imagine, 
in the fintech world. So I think like that's going to be our focus in that for that group over the next six to 12 months as well. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.